0: You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. Only if you are a brilliant person. Yes. Because this right here, the Real Crime Podcast, is some of the finest theater
1: (laughs) ever known to man. Ever
0: known to man. Yes, this is episode 64 of the the Real Crime Podcast. Uh Um, Full house tonight. Beautiful people in the house. Um, sweet, it's an orgy. Sweet. It's going to be just like a friggin' pile <laughs> of flesh after the show. It's going to be awesome, dude. I just, mm. Hands grabbing random things. Just doesn't matter. Um, Mr. Chris George is in, in the studio here.
1: Hi. Uh,
0: or Christina George. What the hell was that? Hi. Hi. <laughs> the lovely Michelle over Hello. in the corner. Hello. And the uh, lovely Mr. Chris Jordan sitting next to me here in total boob grab reach. Looking forward to the rest of the show here, Chris. I hope you are too. Of course, always. always. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a very, <laughs> we have a very interesting night ahead of us. Um, it's been a little while. We're sorry about that, but um, you know, life comes into play here sometimes. You
1: know, sometimes it's better to make them wait a little while. Yeah, we make them salivate. Yeah, no.
2: actually, we're not sorry. So
0: yeah, we're not. This yeah, is, this is a part of our complete <laughs> corporate plan. This has been this has been discussed in many meetings about our business model. And how we're going to get maximum downloads on everything? Sorry, not sorry. You're you're giving it away. It doesn't sound organic anymore. Don't you know it's going to be a total fake show? You are a fake (laughs) podcast. That's all we are—total fake podcast. (laughs) So, um, yeah, we're going to discuss a few things here of why we weren't here. Some of the reasons uh, we've been absent. However, Chris, man. You look all right this week. I not feel okay, I guess. Well, you're yeah, I'm kind of beat up. I think you, I think you may have been kicked so hard in the nuts. Your voice is a little higher. Yes, it week. is. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that means that means you've been out looking for the news this week, big time. So, what do we have this week in the news?
1: Uh, not really much going on in the news this week. Uh, Luke Besson has set his next film, Anna. It's going to star Helen Mirren and Luke Evans.
0: Hmm.
1: Blade Runner twenty forty nine topped the box office with 31 million dollars which you know people are obviously bashing saying it's a flop yeah but it's really not a flop if you're number one yeah it kind of this weird like push-pull thing people are doing like movie's amazing but it was a flop
0: okay so wonder
3: what one go ahead chris go ahead i was just gonna say like no it was like the original blade runner was a flop I've like I've yes. talked to people who were there seeing it on opening day in like empty theaters and shit. Like no, this did this did just fine. It just yeah, did not it, spectacularly. It
1: didn't. <laughs> it didn't meet the expectation of oh it's going to make sixty million dollars domestically, because most films need to make, you know about a third of their total budget in opening weekend. So I know where they're coming from. But yeah. a flop would be like if it made like what uh, Valerian made. valerian made like 12 million dollars opening weekend if that had happened then i'd be like okay i can understand the flop talk but this is in no way a flop and hopefully like you had posted yesterday on AskBook, that maybe the foreign box office will really help balance us out a lot it
2: doesn't open in japan for two weeks
3: yeah and it's gonna do super well in japan for sure
0: well is it possible that um this film, Blade Runner 2049, is being compared to other openings over the summer too? Because, I mean, like what... what it's like Wonder the, Mar- One, what, oh, the Marvel it, effect. It. Well, it.
2: Oh, well, it well, was like a okay. weird yeah, out a, thing.
0: Yeah, that's it a real... Or Wonder unusual. Woman, right? Yeah. I mean, those movies made piles of money, right? Um, are they perhaps being... Com- I mean, is this film perhaps being compared to that as far as just like, like putting them up next to each other? Well, you know?
1: even the studio came out today and said, we kind of overestimate it. They thought that Blade Runner 2049 was going to have this large audience like Star Wars or...
2: I don't know why they thought that. They don't. They said they
1: they misrepresented what they thought it was going to make. So even they're saying, hey, you know what? We screwed up. Mm -hmm. We screwed up. Yeah. So, all right. No apologies. Just it is what it is. And I mean, real, realistically, it only needs to make $185 million total to recoup its budget mm-hmm. and marketing is included in that. So realistically, with the foreign markets, U.S. market, and eventual Blu-ray and DVD sales, yeah. it's yeah. going to make its money
3: back. Oh, yeah. Because, well, this is the sort of movie that is going to sell really, really well on Blu-ray. Absolutely. And, yeah. Like, the people who love this movie really love this movie. It's going yeah, to do it. well. Yeah.
0: Well, more on that later.
1: Yes. (laughs) Uh, Jillian Anderson is set to retire from the Uh, X-Files after season uh, 11. What a bummer. She has said this before. A lot of people pointed that out to me after I made my post yesterday. Oh, man, I got railed over that post by people yesterday. It got kind of nasty, actually. So I did not engage.
3: That is good. Don't engage.
1: Yeah, do not engage. What were
2: they mad about? I
1: had some guy, literally, he cyber stalked me yesterday because of my post. Why? I posted it on the X-Files board, and he's like, fake news. This is fake. You're an amateur. Your site is posting fake news, blah, 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 blah. There are no quotes here. I don't know why you're posting this. I'm like, "Um, actually, I posted, like, several quotes. The entire thing is a quote from her. And then he kept following me, and he actually started private messaging me on Facebook. Holy and shit! And then followed me to our page and started harassing us on our page. Which and he was like saying all kinds of crazy shit. So eventually, hell? I was like, "Delete, block, you're done."
0: What's it? What's his name?
1: I'm not going to say that here. Poon Smasher 37. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> poon Smasher 37 is not happy with the movie. I think Sleuth. the problem Ooh. is maybe
1: he's never smashed any poon. <laughs> So, yeah. Smasher. so she's saying that she's going to retire playing the character after this next yeah, event yeah. series.
3: Hope which, this next season doesn't just like fuck around and waste a bunch of time and like an in in satisfying way.
1: <laughs> in other news, uh, we're getting Last Jedi trailer tonight, <laughs> which is kind of exciting for Star Wars fans. Michelle mm. doesn't care at all. I don't. <laughs>
2: my, boy, my boyfriend bought us tickets already. Go see it. Uh,
1: why do people buy these tickets early? It's not because like it's if going to you be sold
2: don't. Out. Well, the last time he tried to buy them, they almost were sold out, and he would have to wait till the next day to see it.
0: We bought our tickets early for Blade Runner. Yeah, no. That, it, going to a movie is like going to a concert now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you just don't walk into a thing and say, "I'm going to see a flick." I got a movie. I'm going to take my lead to see a flick and have some
1: popcorn. Maybe I'll order them early. I don't know. Last time I got them early well. for The Force Awakens, and like we could have just walked in and bought tickets that day. So yeah.
0: I haven't had a problem getting into any of the the, the Star Wars films. I just, we just kind of, we haven't bought that that far ahead. Well, you know, it isn't that far ahead, Michelle.
2: It's It's December, right? Yeah, it's only a couple months. He said December 18th.
0: So it really isn't that far ahead. I did that with, I won't lie, I did that with Alien Covenant. I bought Mm -hmm. that like three months ahead. (laughs) I really did. So, yeah, all right. Makes sense.
1: And last bit of news, Harvey Weinstein has been fired because he's a fucking pig.
3: All right. Wait. That yeah. went at all that went down. Harvey Weinstein I, I know, I, I,
1: has been fired from his own but company. Melodermag
0: Meloderma effect here. Oh, sorry. What? Oh, Are you goodness. kidding me? <laughs> Harvey Weinstein is a pig? Yes. Who would have thought it? <laughs> <laughs> Moving along.
1: Yeah. Moving along. That's all the news I got. In new releases this week, we've got Happy Death Day, which I'm seeing at a screening tomorrow night. We've got The Foreigner, which Michelle is seeing in a screening on Wednesday night. Mm. And Marshall, which Andrew is seeing in a screening Wednesday yes. night. So we'll have reviews of all three of those. And then Professor Marston and The Wonder Woman is opening this week I also. really
2: wanted to see that. That looks really interesting.
1: It does. It does. So on to suggested viewings. Chris, you lead off, please. I will lead this off. Uh, the first one I'm going to mention is one that me and Michelle saw at the Atlanta Sci-Fi Film Festival. Called The Beyond. I liked it more than Michelle, but it was still a really, really cool sci-fi movie. We had seen a short from the same director last year when we were in Atlanta. And from his short, he was actually given a full budget to turn his short into a full-length feature. So he went from Hmm. 14 minutes to like 92 minutes. So that was really cool. And then I'm going to throw another one out there too. Uh, fucking airtime hog. Go. Gerald Gerald's Game on Netflix is fucking awesome. I Ooh. loved it. Yeah. That yeah, Another really good, good Stephen King adaptation this year. Outstanding. So. Yeah. Cool. Michelle, what you got, yo?
2: Uh, I've been watching a lot of horror movies, and I'm going to recommend... This is an old one. Uh, I got the Arrow video release for Children of the Corn. Ooh. And I hadn't seen that in a really long time. Maybe Outlander! Either. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Outlander we have your woman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was the same nice. kid that, that the redheaded kid. I have got his name. I've looked his name up before too.
2: He was like in everything for, well, a while. for a while. He was in colors. Yeah, yeah. Was it
0: the guy that played Malachi? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, it wasn't No, him, no, it was no, a, no, the uh, redhead the kid. Red-headed oh yeah, kid, yeah, yeah, it was Malachi. It was yeah. Malachi yeah. yeah. He played he was also in colors too. A little trivia there for you. Yeah, fantastic flick, dude. Holy cow. Yeah, cool. it's awesome.
2: fun. And uh the arrow videos uh release is really good. Got a lot of extras on it and uh, it's a really good transfer. They kept in a lot of the film grain, which I like. Yes, uh, sweet. Looks, looks really good. And I got it for thirteen bucks on because Amazon accidentally changed the price while I had it pre-ordered. And nice. they, once they once they lower our price on Amazon, they can't raise it back up yep. if you have it they pre-ordered. They honor it. So nice. thanks to their fuck up. I profited. <laughs>
0: That's the way it should be.
2: Yeah, fuck corporations.
0: A- with the, the Amazon uh, factor, because uh, my better half has Amazon Prime. <laughs> so the ordering has like gotten really intense at at my compound, <laughs> and like every day, there's shit on the porch, and it's like, I guess this is like the future because like Christmas this is, is coming too. Well, yeah, but like I'm hearing people more, you know, the whole Amazon thing is like really jumping up now. The you know the just the volume i guess mm-hmm. and everybody's like oh yeah it's like christmas all year round you know i'm like oh, yeah, if you spend a shitload of money yeah yeah so it's it's
3: dangerous
2: the thing with amazon also <laughs> is if you collect films i've been noticing every once in a while depending on if you pre-order certain stuff if there's a limited amount they'll Pre, they'll let you pre-order, yeah. but they won't have enough to cover it, and then they'll just like yes. cancel your order. And that's been happening oh, really? a lot with people that want limited edition things. Yep. So sometimes if it's like kind of squirrely, I'll go to another website to order. Yeah. To make sure I get it.
3: Don't yeah, don't pre-order
2: on Amazon. That, that was that's really what happened. Rawhead Rex. Uh, really. I, I had it pre-ordered on there, and then I they're like, I'm not getting my order till November, because. Dude. I don't know. They just mine's still scheduled. Yeah, for mine, delivery. mine's not. It hasn't shipped yet. But other people that you know went through Diablo, Diabolique, I can never say that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they already got theirs like two weeks ago. I was like, hey.
0: You know, I I, I ordered an audiobook hmm. a month and a half ago. You right? didn't get it. Didn't get it. So I actually followed it up. Finally, so I'm like, okay, what the hell? This is like I don't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't through Prime. It, yeah. But you know, I'm like, this is. It's just a little audio book. It's nothing major. Yeah. Um. So I actually reached out to the vendor and said, hey, you know, I haven't received this yet. Well, here's your tracking number. It's going to be coming soon. I'm like, well, yeah, but I ordered it a fucking month ago. dude." What the hell? Did they
2: ship it like horseback?
0: Yeah. So so (laughs) long story short, I ended up spending two and a half hours. Now, mind you, I spent $9.92 on this Mm audio book. I spent two and a half hours, literally went through 11 different people at the post offices here in Michigan and in Cleveland, Ohio. And I finally got to the point of like, look, we never got it. This tells us here is it fell into a black hole? It just kind of went away. I'm like, we never got it. I'm like, fine. And I'm like, by that time, I was so freaking steaming pissed off that I just emailed the guy back and said, dude, here's a deal. I just spent all this time trying to figure this thing out that you should have had straightened out. Give me my money back. And he did. There was no arguing. I mean, it was it was cool. So I didn't go. I didn't have to go nuclear on anybody. But that Mm -hmm. kind of was like, okay, I was because I was like before, I was like, oh, this is pretty sweet. I can just (laughs) order all my fuck all that shit. I'm going to go to the store. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Chris. Yeah.
3: Sorry. S- support your independent stores. Yeah. yeah sure. I think yeah. I'm going to
0: start... I'd, be, I'd do that anyways, but yeah, whatever. So that's my turn off with that, too. Chris Jordan, what's your suggested viewing, kind sir?
3: So this is one that I'd, I'd kind of recommend, but I'm also curious to hear what you guys all think of it. I actually, just before I came over here, I finally watched Halloween 3 for the first time, that <laughs> <but> I've <I'd> never <laughs> seen. Uh, is that Season oh, of the Witch? Oh, season oh, of the oh, Witch, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um... And I, it has some problems. It definitely has some problems. But I, I enjoyed it more than I, more than I thought I might. Like All right, it, was, dude. it was a fun flick. You no, could feel it, a certain amount of John Carpenter involved. Yeah, in yeah.
0: There. For where it is, if you were to like just take that in its own universe, mm-hmm. and I think we discussed this before.
2: Yeah, if, if it you wasn't would, called Halloween. Yeah, it was like
0: okay, because there was some fucked up shit that happened. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that that if you plot think about it, real fucked up. Well, some of those, you know, you're seeing kids like.
3: Being yeah, fucked that, up. That though. scene where the where like when you see what the mask does. Yeah, yeah, man. He is real um, fucked up for sure. Know, and some and yeah. some
0: just some of like the you know, these the androids, like those friggin' like paratroopers yeah, th- they that's, had. The that's
3: part of where the movie started to lose me, well, is when there's a fucking robot army like the Foot Clan. But yeah, but they're no like drilling there. into their heads and shit, and it was like
0: it got it got pretty gory at times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but really I thought it was a fun flick. I mean, I I enjoyed it. It is, yeah. Like yeah. I think that gets
3: Unfairly beat up on. I mean, it has some narrative problems, but I, and I, they, I enjoyed it for sure. And, and
0: I think the theme song just kind of gets stuck in your head too. Like, yeah, like the, can say, you can't get that out of your head, man. Nope. So yeah, for where it is, it's a fun flick, I think. And yeah, I'm glad you got to see that finally. Yeah. What do so,
3: what you What do you guys, Chris, Michelle? What, it's what been you so long since play? I've seen
1: it that I can't even really comment. Oh, on he it. likes
3: ah. it.
0: Just, I watched it a, a year
2: him. last Halloween. I think um, I was like for real, super fucking drunk though like at a party (laughs) and it was one of those party i'm always the weirdo at the party where they have a movie on and i'll just fucking watch the movie at the party (laughs) and they had it on in the background and actually that had been that was the first time i had seen it Hmm. and i was like at first i didn't know it was halloween i'm like is this a for real halloween movie like and then i was like i watched the whole thing and i was like the fuck Michael Myers wasn't in that whole thing. Like, no, 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 no. None of do But actually, if it was wasn't, on a coffee break. If it wasn't called Halloween, <laughs> it's actually a pretty legit, you know, kind yeah. of B-movie horror no, yeah, movie. It's, it's, oh, it's well, yeah, it's fun. The whole
3: concept of that, though, was that John Carpenter wanted to just let Michael be dead after yeah. the end of part two and make it an anthology series. Which would have been cool. Yeah, which yeah. that was what he wanted to do. I think the problem is they didn't market it in a way that conveyed that. Yeah. And everybody's always been confused But, like, Prince of Darkness was supposed to be Halloween 4, Mm -hmm. but -hmm. when Halloween 3 bombed, they just made it its own standalone thing, which I think is is good, because Prince of Darkness is really... You know what? There you go. I'll recommend Prince of Darkness. It's better than Halloween 3.
0: Good boy. (laughs) Good boy. What's your suggestion this week, Scott? Something totally not Halloween. Because I've been so busy and I have, to, I do have to get sit down and start getting into my Halloween thing too. Uh, but I started a Narcos season three this week, which has started out. It started out a little, a little quiet, um, and now it's it's amped up into like the third episode. I'm like, oh yeah, this is insane. So
1: that's funny because this brings us back around to Atlanta. Okay, you remember this? Yeah, Michelle, well, let's talk about that about Narcos. We're, we're in atlanta for yeah. the sci-fi film festival yeah and our uber driver who we realized was oh. trashed
4: yeah halfway
1: back to our hotel what yeah oh he was drunk
0: oh yeah I want to beaten him up yeah i just didn't want to say
1: anything but he we he oh what what are you guys doing here in mm-hmm. his very heavy southern accent yeah oh, okay um you know, oh, what are you guys doing you here? Sure and we he said, was just, just we're here for Atlanta Sci-Fi Film yeah, Festival, yeah. blah 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 blah. And he started talking about Narcos. And oh, really? He was really getting into
0: season well, uh, three. Well, I assure you that I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. totally sober. <laughs> he I'm was kidding. not. It's not no, a prerequisite of watching this series.
2: He smelled like booze. Like yeah, ser- like seriously.
0: And you guys and you guys rode with him. Yeah. Well, I mean, the balls on you guys. I
2: like to live dangerously.
0: Yeah. But no, Atlanta was really cool. <laughs> See, it's the other way around for me. I'm the one that's just like, Bleh. that's why I have a Uber, of course.
1: Uh, first day that we were there, we hung out at the yeah. Google Fiber Center mm-hmm. for a couple hours, and we got a little buzz on. Yeah. There was this Old Fourth Distillery that had this stuff there. Called, what was it called?
2: I can't remember. It was like some sort of spiked lemonade type thing. but Lawn dart. Lawn yeah. dart. It was all liquor.
0: Yeah. That's the reason I'm not allowed oh. to go on these trips.
1: But it was cool <laughs> because th- they had nothing else to drink other than the lawn dart. And it was yeah. like alcohol-infused lemonade, but you couldn't taste oh, the yeah, cool. alcohol no, at no, all. no, that isn't a recipe Holy for disaster
0: shit. or anything. Yeah, I drink dangerous. Literally,
1: I drank like eight of them. <laughs> <and> <laughs> it was like, this. I'll keep going. Because I drank
2: three and I was starting to feel pretty good. I was like, oh, yeah, I better.
1: Yeah. I didn't really get buzzed at all, though. But I ate a lot that day.
2: <laughs> yeah, we were eating terrible the entire trip. Yeah. Basically. That's
0: what we were talking about before the show, because I'm yeah. all screwed up tonight for some reason. And Chris is like, yeah, we felt the same way when we got back from, mm-hmm. the, from the festival. So Saturday, restaurant food does that to you, man.
1: Saturday, we sat at the college from, what, 11 in the morning until...
2: Forever. 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. We watched um,
1: short films. Oh, okay. And then they showed The Beyond at the end, and... They were going to show two of the Neil Blomkamp shorts at the end of the night, but me and Michelle decided to-
2: Just tired.
1: Yeah. It was a long Long day. day.
0: So you guys ended up at the titter. Yep.
1: Yep. Michelle did a strip show for everybody.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nobody liked
0: it.
1: I did. I tipped you.
0: One dollar. You got one fan. Yay, Michelle. Yay.
1: (laughs) I gave you 25 cents. (laughs) And then uh, Sunday we yeah. saw the original Blade Runner in IMAX, which was fantastic. pretty cool. Yeah, it did yeah. look fantastic. It
2: Looked really, really good.
1: Yeah, it was from the 4K restoration, so Ooh. it looked tits. It was the final cut too. So you know they had
0: that. Of four, speaking of 4K, they did, they had that. I, if I'm incorrect on this, please somebody correct me. Uh, they did have that 4K viewing of Suspiria this weekend in Royal Oak here in Michigan. I, yes, I, I did. could not go. I had. I, I planned on going to that. And well, they had that
2: main art. Main art, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, and I just couldn't get out there. Plus, it was like a midnight movie, and I'm like, man, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> by midnight, dude. I'm, I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what <laughs> night of the week, by midnight, I'm hammered. So let's just, no, we can't. We can't have that. Well, but, yeah. So Blade Runner.
1: Blade you, Runner was yeah, you, sweet in IMAX. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was definitely worth going again for yeah. sure. I'm next year. They're actually talking about doing like multiple events going on at one time like uh-huh. having different theaters showing different stuff so it won't just be at the college yeah. yeah she's talking about having i can't remember what the name of the site was but there's like a really cool like art house theater there yeah and she's thinking about having it there cool nice yeah so That's instead of it's like cool. a whole day at one place kind of switching up venues and whatnot yeah so always fun to go somewhere else you guys had fun yeah yes we did
0: you, so. didn't, you didn't embarrass us all that bad? It don't sound like... I haven't heard no, anything no. from the lawyers or anything. No. So.
1: Nope. Uh. Other than Michelle's hooking.
4: <laughs>
0: well, so that's how we finance the I was going to say, how else did you pay for the trip? She's <laughs> OP, man. So, yeah. Blade Runner. Yes. Let's we'll just dive right in. Now, if you guys would indulge me, I want to ask a question about Blade Runner before we dive into this. Like okay. the first one? The, the, yeah, the first one. Oh, okay. okay. Now... We've all seen the movie. That's a, that's a pretty pretty blatant obvious thing. We've all seen that movie several times, I think.
4: Mm-hmm. Indeed.
0: Um, I remember seeing it when it was first out when I was a kid. You know, we're a little older, right? Um, and I remember enjoying it. I remember really liking it. Like This is a really cool flick. It's, a fun, it's, a, it's an interesting film. You know, that was with very young eyes. I, I wasn't looking for, you know, all of the meanings and things like that. I was just looking to be entertained. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner over the span of decades now, I've watched it become this very, very deep cult classic now, right? Now, and that's where, and, you know, we can debate on this if you guys want, I don't care. That's where I kind of get weird at because, I mean, I love the movie. It's a fantastic film, but I never thought of it as, like, You know, where some people I've talked to, nobody in this room, of course, but some people I've talked to, they're like, "Oh, dude, you just don't get it, man." Like the Matrix. We talked about the Matrix. It's like, I'm like, no, the Matrix isn't that amazing to me. And They're like, dude, you just don't understand, man. You just don't understand. You just, you're just not developed enough. That's
1: because you don't understand.
0: No, I don't know. Why don't you fucking get it, Scott? No, I get it. No, I do. That's the thing is, I get it. I get it. I just don't. I just don't. I have. My point is, I haven't like with Blade Runner. Let's just say I'm Blade Runner. I've talked to some people, just, and they that is like their life. Like this is the most, in like Blade Runner 2049 that just came out is like the biggest time of their life right now. They are so insanely hmm. blown away by this. So what I'm curious to hear from you guys is why do you think, why do we think here you know, on this podcast that this film, and I really want to be there too. <laughs> I want to know, right? So why do you guys think that this film really has became what it became? Let's just call it that.
1: I think the fact that it doesn't lay all its cards on the table is a huge fact in why it's a cult classic. I think it's one of the last like real like film noir type movies where it kind of plays like the old school detective thing. But it's set in the future Mm -hmm. and they don't tell you everything. The original Blade Runner and even the 2049, they're cloaked in a lot of mystery. You don't. You're not given so much dialogue, and the plot doesn't beat you over the head. You're allowed to watch it and enjoy the actual scenery and the cinematography and the music. You're actually like sucked into the world more than you are having. Like, you know, a Marvel or a Star Wars movie where the, the plot just beating you over the fucking head the entire time. Okay. I think that's a lot of it. I think yes. you can literally go and watch these movies and just feel like you're part of that world. And, yeah, there's a lot of plot going on. Yeah. But, again, you're not – everything isn't just handed to you.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of really subtle stuff going on in the original Blade Runner that, like, a lot of the sort of philosophy of the film kind of goes unsaid or is very much sort of done through subtext. Yeah. All the stuff about, like, what does it mean to be human and kind of conditions of personhood and sentience and, like, the way that this society treats replicants as the other... Slave. uh, yeah, slaves. they're they're slaves. And they're sort of made to be dehumanized, like this whole like built in idea that like, oh well yeah, like they of course they don't have sentience and like seeing that they, they do and the whole like central tension of you know, the the villains all they want to do is just not die. That's their Yeah, their ending. They game. wanna survive. Uh and but it doesn't really yeah, like Chris said, it doesn't really go into the themes it doesn't talk a whole lot about the themes at all. It's all just sort of like there in the subtext of dialogue scenes. And it really, it definitely invites multiple viewings. Cause I think the more oh, yeah. you, the more you see it, the more you kind of appreciate the deeper layers. And like, it's very, very rich with analysis and interpretation.
0: Michelle.
2: Yes. Um, you guys kind of covered a lot of the points. Uh, <laughs> well, I think for one, the reason it's so well-loved is uh, Blade Runner mm. commits 100% to the atmosphere that it's creating. It's probably one of the most fully realized universes I've mm. ever seen in a sci-fi film. Every single nook and cranny of this film is like like uh, they took a lot of care in depicting it the way... Uh, the city's look, the yeah. neo-noir style, the the the, t- the neo-techno Tokyo kind of culture clash yeah. um, mixture. Every single movie that's sci-fi pretty much after Blade Runner has been kind of trying to, to capture the magic that Blade Runner originated. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people will watch Blade Runner now and they'll have what's the, the John Carter effect where... Blade Runner is the one that originated so many tropes in sci-fi films that it seems dated to them, like Old Hat, when really in... Don't you hate that, too? Yeah, in reality, Blade Runner invented all that stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, And I think a lot of reason why people like it so much is because of Roy Batty's character. Um, because at first he seems like when you first watch it, you're just like, he's evil. But then as it, he develops his character, his character arc is really interesting because you find out that he's not evil. He just wants to survive yeah. by yeah. any means necessary. And really he's one of the good guys of the replicants because it's not necessarily that he's evil. He's just trying to preserve himself. You know, he he's so angry with his situation that he did not choose for himself. He didn't choose to be a replicant no. and he didn't choose to only have a four year lifespan. And he's angry that he's been forced to yeah. to to live this life. He's mad. And then at the end, you know, and just by the way, for anybody listening to this, we're going to be spoiling this movie and we're going to be spoiling 2049. Just so you know, we are. Well, I mean, we're talking about a movie for two hours. We're not. It's kind of silly to not talk about spoilers in it.
0: I was that so I thought. Well, yeah, I figured we were gonna, we were going to spoil the hell out of Blade Runner.
2: Oh well, I mean, okay. I mean, you know, but I, I you're I right. I'm just warning, really just, tough. Tough. Really just in tough. case. No, that's right. Yeah, you a good some
0: idea. stuff is going to bleed yeah. through no matter yeah. what. Yeah, it's going to. I'm, happen. Just, I'm just warning people that you're, are you're listening. 100% re- you're 100 right, mm-hmm. Michelle. I agree.
2: But uh, Roy Batty's uh, monologue at the end is one of the most beautiful ending things I've just oh, ever yeah. seen. Like how he's just he's basically uh, a candle that's burning yeah, out. So yeah. he's burning bright before he dies and he's just like wet and his boxers naked screaming at the void while, while he, his light dims out, you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and he's, and he, and right. At the end, you know, he could, he could have just let Decker die, but he doesn't because he's like, you know what? Why have more death? Why? You know? Well, And that, I think that's, yeah. what,
0: that was what the turning point was with that character, you know, for a lot of people too. Yeah. was like, you know, yeah, you, like you said before, like, well, he's, he was perceived as evil mm-hmm. and over time you notice that he really does he, he's perceived you know it's a different perception um and that final act that generous act that he he, he committed to um it doesn't I, well i mean i just you know of course when i was before to prime myself for 2049 of course i sat down and watched blade runner again i watched the final mm-hmm. cut this weekend for the hell of it and um you know that was one of the things I felt again that I remember feeling when I was younger too. Was oh man, I'm kind of bummed.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, guys, he's not that bad. He's it's just a tragedy. He's just, he's just he's just a being. He's he's something that was created, you know, and he became aware of the, of his mortality.
1: He's realizing he only has you know he's at the end of his four year cycle. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. But, so,
0: but to get really gooey on this though, and that's where I start getting like God damn it, okay, because. <laughs> Well, you know, I don't know if I want to take it there because will it'll just it'll just make us burn out. Let's, I think. Let's hear it. Well, I mean, just my idea. You know, when you work in technology and things like that, you know, we and we've heard, we've we've seen plenty of films, we've read plenty of books uh, on this subject, and these things become aware. <laughs> they be, they have this and they have this epiphany somewhere, right? Machines seem to always, AI seems to have an epiphany, and then all hell breaks loose mm-hmm. and people start dying. And just from a technology standpoint, it's very simple, very simple to build something like that. Where you just it just doesn't work that way. I mean, I don't, I can't tell you all the details of it and whatnot. But it's a very simple thing from a programming standpoint to say, look, this is your function. This is this is nothing but a machine, dude. You you make widgets, and you're gonna make widgets for four years, and then you're gonna stop working, and we're gonna build another one, right? Um, now, I now granted. That's why this is probably a really shitty point because that don't make for a good story. Right. <laughs> that no. don't make for a good story at all. Yeah. But I mean, the the dork in me, you know, the this, this tight necked you know IT guy that I am, is always going to be like, dude, mm, my my server is not going to eat me. <laughs> it's not going to get angry and eat me.
1: Yeah, but it could make your life miserable if it became self-aware. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And it's yeah. also worth pointing out that the replicants aren't robots, like they're built from components that are grown, so there's sort of this, like, biosynthetic like, I mean, maybe... Maybe you could call them cyborgs, but maybe they're even not that because, like, it seems like they're made out of, of like organic grown pieces. And, like, yeah. the Eyes that they grow are actual eyes.
1: Well, in 2049 yeah. Yeah. shows you that they're like yeah. birthed by yeah. Jared Leto's character yeah. in the movie. They are yeah for all intents and purposes humanoids.
0: It's just it's just fodder I had to throw out there. 'cause no, I'm, a, that's, I'm a, it's a total asshole. And I like no, to know, it. but it's, it's, it's that's part is. of the
1: theme though. No, oh,
0: yeah, it, it makes absolutely it, it makes you think about that. It's it's not a frustrating thing, but it's just something i'm like "Eh, i don't know but still again it it wouldn't be a compelling story if well they died everything's cool now let's let's (laughs) let's move on to something else i guess well
1: you know partnering with that idea i think it's really cool how 2049 did not repeat anything like it could have been really easy for them to be like oh there's replicants on the loose again and we're sending you know ryan gosling's character Mm -hmm. after them this movie did not go down the sequel path at all no. this yes. was its own you know very original. its own story that just exists in the same world mm-hmm. which i really like that because most sequels they repeat they're repetitious they constantly again beat you over the head with the same shit over mm-hmm. and over again this doesn't do that yeah and i, I think it's I, really smart i think
2: they were they did a really good good job with the trailers for the most part for 2049 because the movie did not play out. First off, the fact that, and we're getting the spoiler territory, I mean, you cannot tell from the trailer that Kay is a replicant. And, they, yeah. and then it's revealed in the first, I'd say, 10 minutes of the film that he's a replicant. I was like, oh, shit. They didn't even like. Yeah. No, like, yeah, you
0: didn't get it, any of that. As soon
2: as he's fighting uh, Batista's character, I'm like, oh, he's a replicant because that guy's beating the fuck out of him and he's and not.
0: He's not even budging it. Yeah. 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 And then I
2: was like, wow, they revealed it immediately. But yeah. it, it, you can't tell from any of the trailers that he's a replicant. Yep. And you can't tell any story beats or anything. It was just like the bare minimum of like. You know, there's a Blade Runner, and there's a Jared Leto's Wallace character, and a little bit of like the scenery and stuff. But I thought and he's a
0: Nexus Eight. Yeah, I, correct. He's a Nexus. That's the model. That's the next yes. one.
2: The ones they make that obey, like basically. Yeah, they, he's a
0: Nexus Eight. Yeah, he's the one that he, he he's self-aware, but he will. Yeah. Yeah. They've actually written the program. They have coded it correctly to say, yes. "Yeah, you no, know, you're, you're not going to kill me now. Leave me alone." <laughs> so yeah, uh, nothing. N- Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I mean, for one, just to just to put this out there, and I don't, you guys tell me what you guys think too. I mean, it really did lock into the universe. I mean, yeah, it's an autonomous story, but it really felt moved, sounded, just like the original, which I loved. I mean, it yes. it, it, it 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 they really matched them up well, which I I want to be. I mean, I'm, I'm open minded about anything, right? But going into this, that's one of the things I'm like. Look, I re- it's Blade Runner, so I really want because that's what really to me watching it again, like the original Blade Runner over the weekend, just going. Okay, I want to pick all these things out now and take them with me into the next film. Now, um, you know, of course, the sound, the way the film sounds, the score. There was, there's nothing like that. I don't think there's ever been a film that sounded that way and and moved that way. And you know, Michelle, you already kind of went into you know how it looked. You know, coupled with that backdrop, um, mm-hmm. and I think just as an observation 2049 really did carry on that torch which it should i think
1: the only thing i noticed in 2049 is like when he's walking the streets mm-hmm. it's much cleaner now yes. than it was 30 years ago in the original blade shit runner shit hole, when he's like walking down the street and garbage. it's like raining out yeah. mm-hmm. i mean everything is covered in shit it's garbage you know shit. there's garbage everywhere it looks a lot dinner a lot a dinner. dinner what a lot different what's wrong with me I'm tired are you hungry but, yeah it looks a lot thinking different. about Ryan Gosling yeah oh. oh. I'll eat him dinner
2: I, I think you know some of that could be attributed to just it's a modern film but I kind of was thinking you know it's thirty years later. They've seemed to have automated things a little bit better. They're kind of in a better place financially, somewhat. It's been, yeah. you know, because they've uh, remade the next type, the next uh, generation of replicants. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's just cleaned up a little bit. It's like
1: more utopian now. Well,
2: yeah, yeah. there yeah. you well, go,
1: perfect. They, yeah, and they
3: have, they do, they have the replicants on Earth now. In the original, yeah. they're, you know, they off world.
2: Many. Yeah,
0: yeah, Well yeah, they were there. It was illegal. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And I think that that juxtaposition that like that the city is this really, you know, nice place in a lot of ways and is much cleaner, but then the outskirts are just a literal fucking wasteland. It's a wasteland, yeah. yeah like that sort of that like really harsh class division was really, really interesting.
0: It seemed like they
2: probably mined the earth, probably, for a lot of resources. Yeah. Because uh, Batista's character was growing those worms, right? Protein, yeah. protein farm. Yeah. Yep. So it seemed like a lot of the stuff that wasn't in the city was decimated to a degree. Yeah, well, cause,
3: well there was some sort of large-scale ecological disaster, yeah. they said, after the first one.
2: The 20... So, yeah. In the 2022. 20, 20,
0: yeah. Oh, that was the revolt or something. That, they uh, that was the, the blackout thing that yeah, the they did blackout, the anime yeah. for. They, okay. Yeah, um, the movie felt, yeah, as far as in regards to the original Blade Runner, it was very, the the scenes in the city, I mean, L.A., it was very aggressive, it was very, just very ugly, you know, futuristic, of course, but very ugly, I mean, like i said a second ago the garbage everywhere it was a mess you know With yeah. you know couple with the backdrop of like you know all these beautiful signs I'm like look how wonderful we are oh yeah you're gonna go off world it's gonna be totally <laughs> great find a whole new life for yourself your life will be awesome so you have all these beautiful messages in the background but then you look around and it's just like no it's just it's garbage it's it's like you know it's we see it now <laughs> nah. so, yeah i mean the 2049 yeah it, it it seems a lot less aggressive in that standpoint i mean as far as how it looks I'm like you're right it, it isn't as dirty it, it, it isn't um and yeah there's a million reasons for that too but that yeah that's a cool observation on you know what we saw in 2049 um I, i'm naked <laughs> want to see me want to see me dance i don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I think I wanted to talk about a little bit was I've been seeing a lot of articles on that. People have been saying that Blade Runner 2049 is misogynistic. I've seen like at least four different articles on this, um, all written by women. Uh, So I feel like I was I felt shitty. Like I wrote when I reviewed it, I was like, I didn't see I didn't. I feel like I thought a lot of the themes actually were quite feminist and there was strong female leads in it. Um, the best yeah, character love. in
1: the movie is a female.
0: Yeah, love, Well yeah, love.
2: I, Joy. Joy.
1: Yeah. Joy. She is my favorite character in the entire movie. And she is not even a physical being and she has more depth yeah. than Harrison Ford or Ryan Gosling had. Yeah, am I incorrect in that assumption? No, and
2: the ironic thing about Joy that I think a lot of those reviewers were missing is that they kept focusing on the fact that Joy is a fantasy bot, basically that an AI that a man, or I guess a woman, probably could too. I guess I didn't really think about it, but uh, like (whistles) Agent K has Joy to like he comes home and she's cooking him dinner. Basically, it's like the fantasy woman, like subversive. Uh, submissive to him and all that however the it, the irony kind of comes into the fact that people like you know they they think Joy really loves him but she's an AI she does she's still an AI even all the even like towards the end like you're supposed you feel sad for her because he puts her in a thing and then it gets smushed and you're like oh poor Joy but the whole point of Joy is that her love is fake right. just like Ryan Gosling's character is replacing real love because he's a replicant and they're not allowed to love each other with this fake AI.
1: She's a product.
2: She's a product. And, and she's
1: being advertised all over yeah. the city. Yeah. And
2: she actually gives him a name. She's like, you know, there's names are very important in this. If you have a name, it's mm-hmm. like an identity. And she calls him Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he sees the, the advertising version of her and that advertisement version calls him Joe. So even that little bit of like you think she's like oh she gave him a name it's just the name she's she's programmed to give yeah to give her owner like it's none every single thing of her love is fake see i i've got
3: i completely disagreed with how i read her character because the way that her emotions do seem very sincere i thought that what you were supposed to think with her character is more in terms of the idea of what is humanity and what is consciousness, and that she has all the same kind of stuff that he does, but she is an incorporeal entity. Like, she literally is just consciousness, and that it's further kind of breaking down that idea of, like, well, do you need, like, a body that's born to be human, or do you just need, like, sentience and a soul? And, like, she, like, she, you know, sacrifices herself... For him, and does things that if she was just a product, she wouldn't
2: do. I think part of her programming was that they uh, do whatever the person they're basically like a yes man to whoever owns them. They they fulfill their desires, so she's whatever that she needs to be for her owner. You know what well, I'm saying? But, because but
3: then, but then when she says that you know she wants to like go into the. You know, like device to go with him. He's saying no, I don't want you to do that, and she says no, I want to, and mm. so she's not doing. So that. she's making
0: decisions. No, I,
3: yeah, like she's she's making. I think she's making decisions on her own, and I think
2: so. She, you think she's sentient, and she's I, not I just programmed think, to do that.
3: Yeah, I think she's definitely sentient because I think that. I didn't first, think she
2: was. I still think. I I think the whole reveal when count. you see the ad is that. She's basically doing the same thing.
3: Well, but that moment when he sees that ad is also the moment that he sort of realizes that, oh, well, no, I can be more than just a machine. I can, like, be human and do this thing. So, like, if that's all that that is, like, I don't know. I feel like that kind of defeats that somewhat.
2: I thought that was, like, they were trying to be, like, dark with it. Like, you know, like, but I always think that always about A.I., Like, romances that, you know, it's it's fake, it's not a real person. You you can program something to seem real, and it's not.
3: But that's that's what Blade Runner is all about, is the fact that those things that, like, that whole world is built around people thinking exactly that about replicants, because they're fake, so they don't have real emotions. So I think that, you know that sort of couldn't it kind of be a, that?
1: couldn't it be a mixture of both with her though couldn't she be kind of a representation of more like the characters from the first one, where she's slowly becoming
3: yeah, more I think that's self-aware, ex- yeah, she too. Become, she becomes... I, I think, think that's exactly it. She I becomes self-aware. I think the more self-aware. you own
2: them... Like, like, you know, there's those AIs where, like, those question-asking bots on the internet, and the more questions they ask them, the easier they answer other questions mm-hmm. that are given yeah. to them. It's, I think it's like that, but more sophisticated.
3: Well, yeah, but that's... I think there's what you're supposed to think... What I mean, what I thought, anyway, is, yeah, like, there's a point where... You, where that crosses a boundary of, like, becoming real sentience. Like, that was the whole thing. Like, in the original, that's why the replicants had four-year lifespans mm-hmm. is because after a while, they build up they get so enough smart. intelligence yeah. that they become truly sentient. And the corporation wanted them to die before they hit that threshold. Right. So I think we sort of see her hit that threshold as that, as the film goes on, and I think towards the, towards the end, I think she definitely becomes. becomes a like real sentient being, and I think that we're supposed to, see her as just very much yeah. a different side of the same coin. Well, as the
0: replicants, the emotion pulled from that, and I mean, <laughs> this is going to be great. Um, <laughs> you guys ever seen the movie Deadly Friend? Yeah, yes, yeah. You ever seen Deadly Friend? I've, I've not. Put it on your list. I've never heard of it.
1: Where she's like the robot that comes home to live with the family. No,
0: no, 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 no. Deadly friend was, if I'm correct on this. No, this is deadly friend. It was a the kid had a neighbor. This chick moves in and she, you know, he like, they become friends. Yeah. And they become more than that. Um, and then her she has an abusive father. Who throws her down the stairs and, like, basically kills her. So, what right. the guy's a computer nerd. So, he, he figures out a computer chip to put on her brain. He, like, takes her body to bring her back. Yeah. To bring, and, he, and yeah. So, the film goes on where, you know, um, she's just this robotic thing, but she has this terrorist streak in her. Right? That's where, you know, people start getting killed and shit like that. But Sweet. At, but at the end of the film, and this really fucking bummed me out. It's like one of <laughs> the most depressing films I've ever seen because at the end, they kind of show like her eyes. Mm-hmm. And like, because by this time she's killed half the town, right? Yeah. And, but, you know, he's like, that's her master, her friend, whatever. Mm-hmm. And towards the end, you see her eyes. And like, before her eyes were like, you know, kind of hazy, computer like, kind of, you know, whatever, like you're a machine. Um, But towards the end, you start seeing her eyes as she's being chased by the cops and shit. Um, Her eyes start to cut back and forth into, like, clear vision like we see as people, right? And at the very end, you see her, you know, go... I forgot the kid's name now. Let's call him Brian. I'm going to fuck all this up. But (laughs) she starts saying... She didn't know his name before. She was just this machine. But at the very end, the end of the film, she's like, Brian... She became so. She became self-aware again, mm-hmm. right? Like her brain repaired itself because he, more or less, gave her a band aid, I guess, right? Right. And her brain repaired itself, and she became. But then she got shot and killed. <laughs> mm-hmm. It fucking bummed me out. It's the same idea here. I think you know, not the same, but it's the same thing. And that's how I felt. You know, when I thought about that, was just that. Like you know, we're watching her. Yeah, she's a fucking mm-hmm. machine. But at the end, and it, look, you guys really got into this good and i don't want to even i don't even want to try to like fuck with you two on this because i'll get killed um but that was my feeling on that was like oh my god she did become sentient that and that's just my my simple opinion on it right and then we see and that was the that's the drag around that though too is that last thing she says to him Mm -hmm. or she
2: snuffed out same thing as deadly friend i was talking about right well you can you can program something to say it loves you
3: well, yeah, but I, I think, I definitely think you're supposed to at least wonder if it's more than that. Like I in, mean, a, in a I movie think... that's all about consciousness and sentience. I definitely
2: don't think you know. that it's 100% yeah. that way or either way. But this is the way I read it because, yeah. like, for one thing, like, she's made by the Wallace Corporation, which is we hope Leto, you our Leto's character. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, you got to think that, did they make a sentient AI well, for just they... girlfriend pri- Purposes.
3: Well, I, but. And she's, I connect-
2: hope so. she's connected to a server. Yeah. Right?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: He has to, like, call her up whenever. And also, I was, I kept wondering, they used a snippet from the, uh, orchid, um, the song Peter and the Wolf. Yeah. Um, I was wondering what the. Well, why- when, he,
0: when she went on and off? Yeah. The, I'm not that sure that what the symbolism that. was. Yeah. With that.
2: But, um, so, I don't know. I just felt like she was supposed to represent like, you know, everybody in this world is trying to make connections, but they're using they're substituting technology for people, basically, for like physical uh, connections. And then so she seems real, you know, but but he realizes like, you know, she's just this hologram. That he's been chasing like there's a part in the beginning where she's like really intimately about to kiss him and he pauses her because he gets a call yeah, and he just turns her off shit, yeah. i mean obviously he she's not you can't do that to a real person you know what i'm saying oh, like, yeah, yes but then, you
3: can but then you know he starts <laughs> to care later like i think what he thinks about her at the beginning that she like everything you just said that's what everybody thinks about replicants that's yes. what all humans think about replicants and I think that he sort of realizes that, no, that's not true. Yeah. And then also, she's off... She's not connected to the server once she's on the device. It's like they talk about that. It's like she He's like, isn't yeah. connected to the wall. Oh, because he, like,
2: downloaded her Yeah. yeah. into... Well, there's that, only that's one why, like, copy says, like, of no, her. You have to take me off yeah. the grid or else they'll know where you yeah. are.
3: Yeah. There's only uh, one
0: copy of her and that's it. Yeah, yeah.
3: and also, I mean, even K, like, the new replicants are supposed to be tightly safeguarded. They're Mm -hmm. not supposed to think for themselves. Like, Kate is supposed to not be able to lie. Yeah. But he does. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, like, the police chief tells him to, like, erase from his memory the fact that the baby was born, which he doesn't. And so I think they really are two sides of the same coin. Yeah, they're both supposed to be non-sentient, fake humans. Mm -hmm. But I think...
2: Because love, uh, they talk about it with love. Love says, You guys think we can't lie. And then she lies right to her face and kills her. Yeah, well,
3: and like love, too, she's programmed to kill people, but she clearly doesn't like it. Right. Because she cries Cries. every time she kills someone. So I think, I think, Joy and Kay and love are all kind of the same thing like that. Like everybody thinks that no, they're not sentient, but they actually are. And I, I thought Joy kind of complicated that much more by, mm-hmm. you know, like, the replicants. like Even the replicants think to themselves, like, oh, like, because we're flesh and blood and, you know, because as they learn they can reproduce, that's what must make them human. Kind of like
2: a robotic uh, class system a little yeah, bit going on there. Yeah, but
3: Joy is there to say, like, no, it's not that you're organic. It's that you have consciousness and you can, you know, think in these different ways and you can like sacrifice yourself mm-hmm. and like do these really human things. So I don't know, that was that was my take anyway on, on her character.
0: You mentioned mm-hmm. the character love and that we were talking about favorite characters and that was one of my top was 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 love. I I loved that <laughs> I loved love. love. <laughs> um, I just liked her aggressiveness. I, I you know, and the, the, the and she obviously like we just said she was very complicated too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um Doing all these horrible, unspeakable things, um, but you could tell that something inside of her, whatever, um, was drifting her, trying to pull her away from that, and she couldn't. You know, we've seen that possessed. <laughs> you know, she's a robot. You know, it's very complicated um, to try to go into all that. But I mean, I just love that character. She was, you know, you could see the actual like, and some especially with the, with the police chief and stuff like that. Um, just how aggressive, but at the same time, and that you know, that's what I loved about it. Like you know, we hope you enjoyed our product. You know, things like that. You mm-hmm. heard those little lines. Like she is this representative. She's programmed. At the same time, you're seeing these things like the tears, and you're seeing emotion in the face. Which again, we're talking. about... I know we're talking about. We're talking about these are fucking humans. Well, she <laughs> yeah, was, fucking to me, she for
2: sake. it seemed like she was less. Upset about killing humans than she was killing her own kind or having to hurt her own kind, mm-hmm. um, because like uh, there's the part where Wallace, uh, which is I think is a really oh. effective scene when he they uh, they you know uh, birth uh, a replicant in front of him and she's barren, yeah. So he kills her, um, and I, I find this 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 parallel between real life and how there are some political ideologies that would like to control how women. Uh, women's bodies and sometimes they say that if you're a woman and you don't and you can't have kids then you're worthless basically as a as a woman i'm doing air quotes right here yeah yeah i i love the idea of wallace being an evil like lawful evil character that is trying to police the bodies of his replicants and 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 it's such a great scene when love is standing there and she's weeping as he's killing this replicant he can't see her at the moment cuz he doesn't have his little orbs yeah. and as soon as the orbs come out she like quickly composes herself so to, so he can't see that she's affected by it yeah. mm. and like it's like she's also being you know subjugated as well under him you know she yeah. they're they're basically they're like slaves and their entire race is being subjugated and she's trying to somehow you know balance Doing what she what he tells her, but also kinda on the side trying to maybe help out other replicants. Because she doesn't kill Kay when they come to get Deckard. She could have killed him. Yeah. But she true. spares him. Yeah. Kicks and the shit. Out the, of, she kicks the shit out, kicks out, of, him, the shit out yeah. of him, but why do you think she spares him? Because he's a replicant. Yeah. And she doesn't kill her own I don't I don't remember her killing replicants at all. All humans. She was like air bombing those people. Those were humans. Yeah. Uh, she kills the lieutenant. That's a human. Mm-hmm. She spares Kay. I think she just. I think honestly she hates humans because of what they represent to her, which is slavery.
0: Yeah. Mm,
3: yeah. That's that's true. So I just. Like I, I really like that complex <laughs> yeah.
2: idea of of. Yeah. Her. She's also. She seems evil also on the surface, kind of like Roy Batty. However her entire, you know, race is being enslaved. So you're like kind of she's kind of rebelling mm-hmm. but against the system, but obviously, you know, she's still killing innocent people to to get it done, yeah. but This is going to be
1: a lot like the first one where we're going to watch this movie for like 20 years oh, yeah. and slowly but surely we're going to be figuring out character motives and noticing things we didn't notice before. Yeah. Because we noticed that even when we watched it in Atlanta, I was like, oh, he's really not a bad guy. Mm -hmm. He just wants to live. That's it. You know, and I think that's, we're going to get a lot of that from this too. Another neat
2: little uh, thing I noticed was uh, in the facility where Wallace is, there's only lighting where she walks around because he doesn't need to see. So the lighting only turns on where she's walking. And then, when usually he's sitting in the dark because like he doesn't need light. So basically, all the lighting is just for her to be able to see the walk around. It only lights the parts where she's going. Also, it just looks fucking cool, which I'm sure that's why they did it too. But yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's true though, Yeah,
1: Leto is like such a method actor. Did you know that he, whenever he was on set, he wore things over his eyes so he couldn't see. Mm. He got that deeply into that character that basically anytime he was on set or like, you know, not filming scenes, he kept himself blind the entire time. Really? Well, so he could be a character. look like
2: they're
3: opaque, those yeah. ones he was wearing. Yeah.
1: No, I was actually reading about it today. I'm like, that dude is like psychotic in a lot of ways
3: Yeah, I, he honestly kind of bothers me as a person he seems like probably a really creepy shitty guy but he is a really good actor <laughs> I've heard uh,
1: some really really kind of bad things about yeah. him well,
3: like, I mean, really bad I don't things. care if he's just in character mailing your cast members used condoms and dead animals. Okay. He's yeah. not would, something I would a normal like to person does. I
2: actually read into this because yeah. I hate internet rumors. Yeah. So y- by used condoms, they weren't like condoms with jizz in them. They were just opened condoms. Oh, like, okay. oh they were just, too bad. It was just a condom taken out of the wrapper. What the fuck's the point well, of that the, then? The,
3: the dead animals are still actual yeah. animals that are dead, though. The dead
2: animal thing. Okay. But uh, that,
3: that's good that he, okay, that he wasn't actually... Actually mailing cast Because I thought that too. Semen. He's crazy. I, I yeah.
2: was like, I thought they were like straight yeah. up like semen and condoms used mailing yeah. people. But that, I I looked into it and they were just like out of the package. They okay. were just like that's, opened. That's condoms. less bad. He's Set still. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> mean as,
3: he still seems like a creepy dude though. He, he has, is. He is. He's he a good is actor creepy, though. but he's
2: hot. He could be creepy by I him, mean, any day. Although,
3: as I'm pretty sure that. <laughs> all of present company knows this, but Neander Wallace was written for David Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. That would, uh, have, been fantastic. Which, that, that would have been fantastic. I, I mean, yeah. David oh, Bowie. God, he's a yeah. little
2: underused as a character. I think, um, he's oh, just, he could
1: have been in there a lot more. I, I feel yeah.
2: like he's just kind of, I, I, you almost forget about him for a while because basically loves doing all the dirty work. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and then you come back you're like, Oh yeah, let character was like doing stuff. I felt like you just kind of got put a little sidelined too much, a little bit. Yeah. Like Although could I mean, use a little more
3: in the original. Uh, Tyrell only has yeah.
2: two yeah. scenes, so. so maybe they were just kind of trying to like ape that, I suppose. Well, but. what
0: they're what the, I think what they're it's like it's your classic idea of, of a leader, you know, the almighty. You know, you're not going to see him that much, and you're going to get this big reveal here and mm-hmm. there. With this, with this massive character who really is kind of like the puppet master of the yeah. whole thing, yeah. right? Um, I think that's just that juxtaposition of that, where you know they're not you're not seeing him every every two seconds in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, like you said, uh, love acting as the henchwoman uh, in the situation uh, with this ominous character sitting in the dark. With water all around him. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, it just adds to the mystery of the character, I think, which I which I love that part. I think that's very cool. Um, you know, one thing you guys mentioned that was brought up and I did want to riff on this because I know we're kind of we're buttoning up here. No, right? we're good. We, okay, cool, all right. Yeah. Um I I did read also that some people are considering Blade Runner and Blade and Blade Runner twenty forty-nine misogynistic type films there's there's misogyny in the now i did see one one of my favorite i I, i'll pimp this guy for a second it's a youtube guy i like to watch called the rageaholic um the guy does movies music he does it all he's he even gets into political rants um but he's a big 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 blade runner fan it's his favorite movie so i've course around this time i'm very interested to hear what he has to say about these films uh and one of the things he did talk about was just what we're talking about about the original blade runner Mm -hmm. uh that and i I forgot her name i don't want to want to get in i don't want to promote her at all (laughs) but this woman went and did a whole video on the fact that um blade runner the original one would promote promotes rape culture
2: Oh, I know exactly. Uh, I've I've seen a lot of stuff talking about this too. You know, the I'll scene be between Rachel and Deckard. Yeah, yeah. that scene is really that creepy
3: scene and is, really rapey. You know, I had, yeah, really is, you know, I had yeah. never really, it really noticed really it quite as bad
1: it, until it we is. just saw it, and I was like, "Wow, that is really kind of."
2: Well, you know, I always the way I, for first off, like I think people when you watch a noir movie and Blade Runner is like neo noir, right? So. Yeah you have the, the the tropes from that genre the one of the tropes being usually the protagonist is alpha male he's usually flawed in some way mm-hmm. so a lot of people don't i don't say I will say a lot of people but some people don't realize deckard is not a good person per yeah. se so yeah. deckard is morally ambiguous ambiguous like uh yeah. you know he's basically killing Things for a living like he kills living beings the entire point of the first Blade Runner is he has to do the self-examination to come to a realization that replicants are indeed human beings Rachel being the catalyst for that realization and that he's been murdering people basically so he has to come to this decision so Rachel is as a being is compromised in the fact that she doesn't know if the decisions she makes are conscious decisions or if they're programmed in into her right Mm -hmm. yeah so when they have that kind of love scene, I'm putting I'm doing air quotes, uh, love Again. scene, <laughs> yeah. um, a, a lot of people and it, because he's first off, uh, Deckard's aggressive with her. But I think Very. what the idea behind the scene, which isn't conveyed well, because I think they I read they shot a couple of different versions that didn't make it into the final cut, is mm. that he's trying to get illicit an emotional reaction from her to make her make a decision on her own from emotion and not from her programming. He's trying to make her make a human hmm. decision. Like, like, you know, love kiss. I want you to kiss me. I want you to touch me. Well, I, want, I want that. you. Yeah. yeah.
0: But well, it, the way, way well, it, I don't mean to cut you off, no, but that's this interesting. It plays
2: weird. Well, it, it,
0: cause yeah. he actually does say well, that to her in the scene. Well, well yeah, he says, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, if but, the but at the end she says, well. no, it's not. She says, I want you to touch me on her own without him preloading her. Yes. I want, say, I want you want you you know but the the, the line and I, I i think i'm on i want you to touch me she says that on her own so going on the thread you're talking about michelle he's trying to elicit that response for her for her to think for herself basically yes. uh, he's trying
2: to get her to make a human decision yeah, yeah. um but two things work against that scene is the aggressiveness of it. Yeah. Um, also, there's like it's the '80s, so there's like sexy sax in the background, <laughs> you know, that kind <laughs> of, <laughs> of like weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I feel <laughs> like the intention of the scene was for him to be kind of forcing her to make a decision from emotion. But the way it's portrayed Just doesn't convey that very well And it's also the 80s So it's just 80s shit Because it's an 80s movie And yeah. they weren't so like woke I hate that word But they weren't you know Super they woke They weren't
1: aware of You didn't yet. put a hashtag in front of it Michelle Yeah hashtag woke
2: <laughs> 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 But you know But I, I feel like People really focus on that scene and say like, "Oh, the whole Blade Runner movies is just rapey." It's but, a fucking
0: two hour movie, too. but it's just it's one problematic,
2: incorrectly conveyed scene in like yeah. a two hour movie that you know. I, I feel like they weren't <laughs> like sitting there just saying like in the script it was like Deckard rapes Rachel. I don't think it was like that. Well, they I mean, probably,
0: there may be other things too. I mean, when they're describing all the, you know all the, all the. the the replicants in Blade Runner, there was that scene where they're describing him, and the, you know they do describe uh, this is a, a standard pleasure model. Mm-hmm. So well, that yeah, right, she's
3: she's a really good... Pris is a really interesting yeah. character though, yeah, and I think yeah. the whole her whole character is sort of going against that that like she was she was basically you know human trafficked. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. her backstory, and she has come out of that, mm-hmm. and she is like this really strong powerful character who is I mean up until Roy's last speech at the end definitely the most sympathetic and most kind of human of the four main replicants Yeah. so I think you're supposed to think that the fact that she was made as a pleasure model is something misogynistic that her character had to rebel against yeah and and overcome Yeah, like you're yeah that that I think is intentional
2: yeah but these are also these are dystopian films and and I've I've been reading so many articles where I feel like people don't understand what dystopian is. Dystopian is a compromised society that is inherently not progressive. It's It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be a way for you to use a futuristic or different style of society to talk about a modern issue, but in a fantasy or sci-fi setting. So if you have, you could talk about slavery and misogyny and, and and gender roles and all that, but it's all it's under the veneer of the cyberpunk genre. Yeah, but yeah. people don't understand. Like they're like, oh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine's not progressive enough. It's not fucking supposed to be progressive. It's a dystopian society. Well, it's supposed to be fucked up to to illustrate what can happen if you let that kind of thing uh, take over a society.
3: Yeah. And that, well, there's also, I think the big distinction is that like differentiating between what happens in the world of the film and Mm -hmm. what the film thinks about it. Yes. Which I think like, that's the difference between like, you know, like how feminist, like say Mad Max Fury Road is compared to like, say the road warrior where there's that scene where like that, has always really creeped me out. Where there's that scene where Max kind of just like sees the woman being raped and doesn't do anything about it. Yeah. yeah, and like that scene has always just creeped the shit out of me. And kind of,
1: it's supposed to because he's it's an anti- supposed to creep. He's like, an antihero. But, like
3: that that film seems really apathetic towards that happening. Mm-hmm. Like it's not thinking about it. And so I think like that kind of bugs me because of that. But then Fury Road really thinks about it and engages with it, and lots of horrible shit happens in it. But you know how the film feels about it, and like you know what happens in the world and what the film thinks about it are two clearly different things. Like depiction
2: versus endorsement.
3: Yes, yes, that is a really, that's a really important distinction.
2: I think Blade Runner twenty forty nine definitely is not endorsing this lifestyle but you know the funny thing was when i was watching it i i was thinking about this one part where spoiler if anybody's still you know caring about that by this point uh where <laughs> death threats are on
0: the way where yep.
2: k uh makes love to joy via the other girl's body um they sync with each other yeah, yeah, yeah. the the prostitute and that was so cool joy i thought it was like outstanding interesting yeah. sex scene but it's also like an, a weird area where it's like, (laughs) like the other, I felt, I guess I felt bad for the other girl.
3: Yes, me too. The
2: prostitute girl. Not that being a prostitute necessarily is bad. Like, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm punching down on sex workers or anything like that because sex work right now is a legitimate viable way to create income for yourself if it's consensual and you know what you're doing. So that, but uh I felt like the girl kinda liked Kay and then she, you know, kind of teamed up with Joy and it's just it's just weird. It's not bad. It's just like a weird feeling like well, her body Joy, was just
1: Joy even says in the movie you like her. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Now that yeah. Yeah. that definitely made me a little uncomfortable that scene too, that like she does like him and she's clearly an important character mm-hmm. and like she you know, like there's, she's a really important character, but she is very much literally reduced to an object. She's in reduced that scene.
2: literally to genitalia in that part.
3: Yeah, and so that that scene definitely, I was not liking that, and that's the one scene in that movie that I think you could say is maybe mm-hmm. kind of misogynistic. Because I
2: like the idea behind it though, like the sinking and like yeah. the, but, I, I really liked but, it again, on paper. But the way I just felt bad for that, maybe you're supposed to feel bad for that character too. Maybe the, the fact that they even have to go to this lengths to like do that kind of thing. Maybe that's just like, you know, a yeah. commentary on that's how that society works.
1: See, whenever I see things like this, I don't get upset by this. I look at this is this is a reflection, a, somewhat a reflection of what's happening in our modern society. You know, she's a hooker. She's basically a hooker. Yes. This stuff happens every day. Like I don't just you're look rolling, at her as genitalia. Like this is actually like you said. I mean, she's a sex worker. So right. she knows what she's doing mm-hmm. when she does that. So to me, I'm going like, she's empowered by doing this. She's getting like paid she to was. do this. I Not really know. empowered, but she's a sex worker. Yeah. And that's what sex workers do. So I didn't really feel like... Oh, she's only genitalia. I looked at it as Joy and this character are partnering together to give him
0: what? Like he a wants. real, like a real threesome, like,
2: well, like a real person.
0: The way I looked at it was just Joy, Joy, and I mean, maybe, maybe I'm is, wrong. This is where this whole love thing comes in, though. We were talking about like, I'll just say it. This was my impression. Joy loved Kay so much, right, that she wanted to be close to him, mm-hmm. and she knows that physically. She couldn't do that, so the next best thing was to sync up, like she with, did with, with with this with with basically the other the other yeah. Um to give him as close to what she'd like to give him. That's kind of how I perceived it. You know, I I thought yeah. that there was there was you no, know, and I'm standing by that. I think she may have become gotten to a point where she did really love him or as much as love could be in that world. Yeah. Um. So that's why she did what she had to do.
3: Yeah, and I, I think that was definitely how I took the intention of that scene. Yeah. And I felt like the yeah, emotion yeah. of the scene was that we were supposed to feel good about the fact that Kay and Joy finally get to consummate their romance. But, like, the way that that it's other woman... It is creepy. Yeah, it, it, was, it was creepy. And yeah, like you said, Michelle, I felt really bad for her, because you could tell she actually did like Kay, and also she's trying to get to Kay to get him to help the revolution. Right. And the only way she can... Like, it's a really shitty situation for her. And what yeah. kind of made me feel weird about that scene was that I'm not sure that the film realized that it was a shitty situation for her. But I think... And maybe like, it was like trying were- to say,
2: like, you know, th- it's also kind of interesting because all three of them are artificial kind of like beings, so it's like all three these artificial people like are trying to like just because of the way humans basically because humans are shitty and made them the way they are they have to go through all this rigmarole to like just be love each other you know and 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 like you know the whole entire movie is about them replicating you know and and reproducing and 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 it basically if they reproduce and they can create more then that you know they're on the same level as humans and they're trying to stop that and it's just that entire thing where like you know they're trying to connect to each other that's the i think that's what it's trying to say like all the stuff mm. they have to go through to connect with each other when they humans could have just made them like humans but they didn't you know yeah
3: that's yeah. that's a really that is a really interesting take i like that And I I also will say, that like you were saying about the Rachel scene in the original, that is sort of like the one and I think only kind of problematic Mm -hmm. or like uncomfortable scene in a movie that I thought otherwise had really strong, really good Mm -hmm. female characters. And I I agree with you, Michelle, that I thought that it was a feminist film. I mean, between everything we've said about Joy and what a complicated, rich character she is Mm -hmm. and love being... You know, not just the sort of, like, she isn't reduced to the femme fatale character. She's a really good character. And then Joshi, the Robin Wright character, Mm -hmm. is really good also. And that, like, at least in the future of Blade Runner, like, you know, this woman in this position of power doesn't seem to have to deal with any misogynistic bullshit from her underlings.
1: <laughs> Me and I'm Scott sorry, are just no, flipping each other we're, off. We're, no, I'm
3: sorry, we didn't mean
0: to kill <laughs> um, your momentum there. Um, but, yeah, so I also I did,
2: the yeah. film I I watched, I really enjoyed. Was it subverts the white male hero's journey trope? Where my absolute favorite thing in the movie was when Kay finds out that he's not Deckard's. Yeah. Uh, oh,
1: what? what kid? Now you just spoiled the whole Dude, movie. we've been talking just about just this, this movie, whole movie for fucking two yeah. <laughs> hours.
2: Just put spoilers in the title of the thing. There's going to be spoilers. We're talking do about do a movie for two hours. Yeah,
0: do not listen, nobody listen to this show. Only uh, listen to
2: it if you've seen the movie, because I'm obviously watching a podcast, listening no, to podcasts about a no movie you haven't seen, stupid. To the
0: show. No you one's allowed to listen
3: to Well, show.
2: anyway, I already said I'm, it now, so... Okay. Yeah,
3: I'm, I'm pretty sure that we we warned people. Yeah. yeah I think we're So,
2: okay, so they subvert the idea yeah. of him being the chosen one, and she said, oh, you thought it was you? I was like, oh, shit. I really it wasn't like that you, too. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah,
3: but like that You know, it served other purposes, too. Like, it did that, and it did that really well. But then that also made him sort of doubt all over again. Like, oh, shit, I thought I was human, but now, what, am I not human again? And he has to, like, sort of re-wrestle with, like, oh, no, I I still am. Because, like, all these, like internal truths about personhood are still there Mm -hmm. it's like it did that but also subverted that trope really really well
1: as soon as they started going down that storyline of him being the child the chosen one whatever i was like seriously you're making it this easy like i was really bothered by that the entire movie i'm watching it going like you can't do this. We wait thirty years, and you're going to make it this easy? Oh yeah, it's him. Yeah. yeah, you know that would
3: have been awfully convenient. Yes. Yeah, and that
2: was my oh, a lesser God. director. Milo did that too.
1: Yeah,
3: and now who was I? I was talking to someone recently, I think at work, where this isn't really fleshed out, but somebody pointed out like, what if? You know, he's not the only one who has those memories. Like mm-hmm. one of the reason why there's this yeah. revolution going on is because the memory maker put those memories in all of their heads, and the well, reason why they all like sort of broke through their conditioning yeah. is because they all went through this journey of like, oh, well, Decker am I special? That. Am I this chosen
0: one? Yeah. Decker says that to Kay at the very at the very end when he goes to meet her, mm. and he says, "Who?" Decker looks at him and says, "Well, who are you to me?" Oh, okay, yeah. So you're right on you're right on the ticket with that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, I think that is something it's these shared memories, these shared ideas, shared impressions, right? Hmm. So that is yeah, a compelling idea and I think they did they didn't flesh it out. Yeah. No. But that idea exists, it's in the universe seed. somewhere. Yeah, it's somewhere there and it may get yeah. explored down the road, who knows.
2: And Gosling did a really good job, I thought, in this film. Because um, I, re- I really love how, you know, in the beginning he's robotic emotionally. And then uh, when he finds that horse, he just, like, his face, like, holy shit. Like, all the motion starts rushing to him. And he's coming off his baseline. I love the baseline parts, too. yeah they would test that him. that's great. Like, I love that in the first movie, the way they tested replicants was, like, this big, long, arduous process. And they've, like, basically streamlined, streamlined it, it yeah. down to, like, these little trigger questions they know they can ask to, like you know, gauge him really fast. And I just I love like or when he goes to the memory sculptor mm-hmm. and he finds out that it's a real memory and he's just like, God damn it. It's like <laughs> like you've just been waiting for him to like emote the whole movie and it's yeah. so satisfying when he yeah. finally uh, has reactions to things. I what?
1: still think he should have worn the jacket from Drive for the entire movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's I'm, in the that's in <laughs> the director's He cut. had a pretty cool jacket at the Yeah. Movie, everybody yeah. had cool clothes.
3: Yeah.
1: But still, except he should have worn the drive Ford. jacket. Huh?
3: I said except for Harrison Ford.
2: Yeah, Harrison Ford is just like, I just bought this outfit from the Gap. So if you guys are making this move, you're fucking filming me. He's
1: like, it? yo, I got this T-shirt yeah. on the clearance rack at Meyer. It was like <laughs> seven forty-nine with an extra twenty percent off.
3: Although, holy shit, Harrison Ford can actually still act. Yeah, he was. We doing haven't it seen too. that quality of acting from him in years.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I like how they didn't overuse him too. Like. He's in, the, in not a lot of the movie, which is good. I thought they were going to be all decorated it up, you know, because remember? No, he the was only runners, in like the last Deckard? third of the movie.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. Last third and, that, and spotty at best. Yeah. You know, he wasn't all over it. So, yeah. Um, I'm just glad they didn't yeah. Han Solo him.
1: Yeah. Because I really thought that was going to happen. I'm going to be like, two movies in a row. Come on. Really? Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm starting to drain out here. I apologize, guys. <laughs>
3: It's because you just don't get it, Scott. I know, God, I just don't get Scott.
0: it. I'm, just, oh, oh. I'm a lower-functioning lower being. <laughs> all I'm designed to do is move iron ore on Endor or some shit from, yeah. all night long. That's off-world. What my, off-world. Yeah, well, yeah.
2: <laughs> we still haven't gotten a scene off-world. I no. know. Well, gee. I was hoping like we got a little glimpse of it or something in this one, but nope. Do you yeah. think it exists? Like what is? It? I think
3: it exists, but oh, I think it it's sort of I think in a way like that these movies are so like grimy and they're like down on like the dirt on the mm-hmm. ground level that like I mean that it's this whole like huge universe but these characters are very firmly like stuck in the slums of LA. Yeah. I think there's something kind of cool about that. Yeah. Well,
0: well there's I... it's also this, this this heavenly idea too, like go to the sky. Mhm. You go mm. off world. You you have a whole new life of, they say a whole new life of fun and adventure. There's that, they use
2: that concept in Battle Angel, Alita. They Mm. have like the, I can't remember the name of what they call it, but it's a city in the sky. That everybody wants to go to, everybody lives in the slums. And there's like this floating city that everybody tries to get to and can't. The dangling
0: carrot. Yeah. Totally Totally called it it too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Classic dangling carrot. Get to Mars. Mm Mm-hmm. You Get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars now. Do it. Well, I still don't know what the hell's going on here. I don't understand the film. I just... No, I'm kidding. I, I understand the fuck out of the movie. Such a philistine, Scott. I no. mean, it would be cool to see. <laughs> nice.
1: It would be cool to see Off World, but I really hope they don't extend this
0: let's out let's not turn into... this the, no, let's not flesh everything out yeah. can we yeah. fucking imagine something
3: yeah well so that's another thing that I kind of wanted to mention it's like now with all this like you know melodramatic. Like, oh it's a bomb like there's all these people like oh it's franchise hopes are dashed but like Good. I thought it felt like another standalone film yeah. I did not no, think it wasn't it, hooked in that like, deep it doesn't want Blade Runner 3 to exist yeah. it seems like it's a self contained thing yeah. and this is it
0: no, it didn't um, It didn't leave, no. like, wide open, freaking gaping holes. Like, oh, shit.
1: <laughs> Don't ever say that to me again.
0: And that it ends
3: on this. <laughs> You're bummed, I know. I mean, you I know, know, as long as we're spoiling the shit out of everything. I mean, <laughs> that it ends on this note of, like, will there be a revolution? Won't there be a revolution? Like, it doesn't matter to the story. What matters no. is that there could be. And yeah. there's the possibility that there yeah. could be. In much the same way that, you know... We don't need to know for sure whether Deckard is actually a replicant or not, mm-hmm. although he totally is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we we don't need that answer like spelled out for us.
1: Shut your dirty horse.
2: And Bob. really, even though Kay wasn't the one, he was the one still because he's the one that got Deckard back to his daughter. He made a difference. He still made yeah. a difference, you he know. So difference. that's why he died with a smile on his face, you know, yeah. like because yeah. he knew he still helped. And even, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. What is it with, like, movies with Ryan Gosling just, like, bleeding out at the end? Oh, I
1: mean, he gets the shit kicked out of him in this movie. Yeah. He's, like, he, bleeding, he get, like, half the movie. Like, that's yeah, what happens
0: in so Drive, beat up. His whole yeah. body, he's yeah. tattered the, through the whole film. He's covered in blood through the whole damn movie. Dude, I yeah. just,
2: Ryan Gosling is one of the hottest people on this earth. He is yes, so he is. fine. Yeah, I, uh, He is just a tasty morsel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No. Leto. Leto's we fine talk, we, too. We were talking about that. Yeah, before. You, you can
3: keep Leto. I, I feel like he'd, he'd be a creep. I would
2: be an Leto Gosling sandwich. I'd be the. Let's keep I'd talking I'd, talking I'd about make about a those. reverse Oreo with them. Michelle. I'll no? with this <laughs> Gosling.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, but Anna de Armas is gorgeous.
2: Has she been in other things?
1: Oh, she's like in like tons of stuff now. Huh. She. Really she crazy. made a lot of foreign films and then she did Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. a movie is pretty horrendous, but it like introduced her into U.S. Yeah, movies. In and yeah. yeah, now she was she was in that one boxing movie and then she was in uh, the movie with Jonah Hill about the gun running that was just out last year. I can't.
3: Yeah, that looked acceptable. It was a good movie, actually. But yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. she's in a
1: lot of stuff now, so she's
2: really good in it. Yeah, she's very. Good. I like her a lot. Ryan Gosling
0: to me is just such an interchangeable actor. I'm sorry, I'm gonna what? Get my, I'm gonna get my ass beat for this comment. Well, what? like between him and Ryan, you know Ryan Reynolds and people, I just you, you know just hate people named Ryan. Okay, here, n- yeah, yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if your name is <laughs> Ryan, Scott hates you. you, you. <laughs> okay, this I'm gonna go way into the weeds here. But I just... What
1: you know, about Ryan Felipe? Fuck him, too. He's a total piece of shit. Fuck that guy. <laughs> has
2: he even been any... Is he alive still? Like, Yeah, he's, been he's on...
1: Uh, the, he does a, a TV
0: show. Oh. Yeah. Okay. When I look... Okay, when it comes to I'm like... I'm dumb tonight, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm like melting down as we speak, and that's why I'm going to be making some really stupid comments right now. Um, An actor like Kyle McLaughlin, for example, right? Um, I've always looked at him as an actor, and I mean, I've always said he was a very unique-looking man. Mm-hmm. He just had a very chiseled face, and I've always been, you know, it's not my thing, but I've been, you know, I've said before, I have plenty of man crushes, and that's one of my man crushes. I'll be open about that. Um, he just has a very distinct look, right? Um, I, guess, <laughs> I guess it's because I'm not interested in men to the nth degree that, like, a person like Ryan Gosling or a person like Ryan Reynolds, and I'm sorry, there's nothing to do with Ryan. It's just I'm throwing them out as examples. <laughs> they just don't interest me as actors. I mean, now I had to be interested in Blade Runner twenty forty nine because he starred in the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I said it to Amber last night, where I'm like, I just don't. I don't think he's hot. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't mean it like that. It just. I just don't
2: find him intriguing. He's like a really good actor, though. Yeah, he's 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 super good. Yeah. He's, he's really low good key, okay. is what it is. He's a yeah. low key actor. Yeah, so maybe that's what
0: it is. Maybe he isn't as flamboyant. Because like, he's
2: really good in Place Beyond the Pines. He's good in Drive. He's he was good. great in La
1: La Land. La La
2: Land, Blue yeah. Velvet, or Blue uh, Valentine. Sweet, yeah. she yeah. fucked up yeah, now yeah, too. I don't feel it. so bad she anymore. She slipped. It <laughs> took two hours. I finally did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: really. I, I, the Ides of March is another one that I. I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's great. Really in fairness, I'm gonna have
0: to give him some more some more screen time. And watch yeah. some of his other stuff he's a um, super good actor yeah, and he sure. was great he really was and he was fantastic in Blade runner 20, 2049 oh god i can't even speak no how great right. anymore uh he really was great i you know i just i maybe i do like the more flamboyant actors i mean because he, he is he is kind of a he's a low-key actor he's you know he's subtle and you have to watch and yeah I, and i did love when he exploded Mm-hmm. When he flipped out, I was like, oh, dude, nah, that's yeah. interesting. You but, know? like,
3: that scene wouldn't have had that impact if he hadn't been so... Playing like, it so low the whole yeah. thing. Yeah,
0: so, all right, fine. I, he's okay with me. We're cool now. we get, we get it all straight. Okay. Out. Thanks, thanks uh, for among thanks
3: Among for, the Ryans, I'm yeah. glad that he's the one who you can now talk about. I will now accept
0: the Ryan contingent. So all right. we're okay with those guys. Now.
3: So now, just like they realize that replicants can be human, you realize that some Ryans can be good <laughs> some <Ryan>. and attractive. <laughs> All right,
1: let's wrap this shit up. I can't do any more. This is Chris with The Movie Sleuth. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with episode 65 next week when the entire night will be dedicated to actors named Ryan. Oh, God. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. I can't wait. (laughs) Visit us at (laughs) www.themoviesleuth.com and find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube,
3: Twitter, and iTunes.